When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ladies and gentlemen, two men from opposite ends of the physical, cultural, and emotional spectrums. Flats and Shanks. Welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. You are. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom. Good day. You? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks for asking. Um, do you want to tell everyone where we are, Tommy? Yes, we are in Robert Walters, um, one of their meeting rooms, Meeting 20. Big recruitment agency in, in London. We'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, so we're coming to you live. Well, not live, but we're actually recorded. <laughs> The opposite of life. From there. And we've got a little special guest with us today. Mm. Dave, do you want to do the uh, intros? You say little, but she's eight months pregnant. Yeah. Seven and a half months pregnant? Yeah. Uh, we've got Michelle, the Michelle, a.k.a. Mish. A.k.a. AKA the Rottweiler. Carl Pilkington. A.k.a. Carl Pilkington. <laughs> uh, she's here. Um, and I expected to see her... We met in a cafe for a coffee just now next door, and I expected to see her... A whale walk in because all she's talked about is how much weight she's put on because she's Keith Cheggers. Mm. And that's pregnant. That's pregnant with twins. Close to popping. Presumably it's kind of I know it's not due date yet, but it could happen six weeks. Six <laughs> weeks, but it could happen safely now, couldn't it? No, it could well oh. it wouldn't be safely. I'd rather it no, I'm only thirty weeks. Are you saying Shanks and I couldn't deal with it? <laughs> Get some hot towels <laughs> and marigolds. Yeah, count to ten. <laughs> Breathe out. Can't, can't be that hard, can it? <laughs> can't be that hard. Bear in mind, people gave birth. We're in a beautiful office with staff and internet and taxis everywhere and mineral water on tap. And people used to give birth in streets. Do you mean delivering a baby or giving birth? Both. Delivering, either. Our job, delivering. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, right? Someone um, tweeted... Because, you know, I used to live with you. And I've seen you and smelt you give birth to a few <laughs> things. <laughs> It's your lack of veg, mate. You need more veg in your diet. I eat a lot of veg, boy. Um, yeah. As a percentage of my diet, it's not enough, but I do eat a lot. Um, okay. I read something this morning on Twitter, which means it's true, that the fa- and it's because it said fact on it. The most painful thing um, that can happen to anybody 
is childbirth is the second most painful thing behind something something awful. I don't know, being crushed. Catch, in catching something in your zip of your trousers. Yeah, but it was basically like that. It's the second most painful thing that can happen to a human being, right? Okay. Now, don't get the cooties, Mish. But I dispute that because I think at the time it can be quite bad. But you get your you get your epidural if you got anything about you, and fly into that. But then I remember when like my wife gave birth to our first kid, and it was a fifty-hour labour. It was absolutely horrendous. Get them home on a Friday afternoon after they got the baby, and so that afternoon she had the baby on a Thursday night, Thursday evening. She's back home Friday afternoon, doing the dishes. Yeah, bloody right. Over um, in the house. And dinner went on table by five, and she went for a walk. So I'm just going to go for a walk. She's been in this room for fifty hours, and go for a little walk. Admittedly, it was a slow walk. Yeah. But she walked to the shops, got some stuff and came back really slowly in her own time. Good for her. I remember having shoulder reconstruction number five. I was not walking to the shops the day after a shoulder reconstruction. I was in absolute agony. You've got about five shoulders? Weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was in agony for weeks. Okay. I would go as far as say, on the day it might be more sore. But the truth is, in terms of cumulative pain and discomfort, having a shoulder recon is worse than having a baby. Well, I, I think it's just because women don't... Oh my god, they don't kick up a fuss. Are you kidding me? You, oh, we'll see. Hey, I, we'll uh, see. <laughs> I had my eyes lasered back in 2009 and walked out, no problem. It's Did fine. you? Yeah. Is that why you. That's why one's a little bit lazy. <laughs> you blink if you want, mate. Get yeah. a bit weird now. <laughs> <laughs> but Michelle's basically here to make sure that we don't swear, say words like bloody, um, <laughs> rack off. Ruddy. Yeah. <laughs> rack off. Rack off. That's neighbours, wasn't it? A bit late now. Or home and away. Uh, they used to say things would crash hot as well, didn't they? They'd often use the B word as well, wouldn't they? Bitch. <laughs> Mate. It's a dog, isn't it? It's a female yeah, dog. Yeah, female dog. Um, I still giggle when... Um, do you know uh, Kane Palmer Newport, the prop with the big beard who plays the bath? Well, yeah. From the old, I'm, I'm friends with his dad, because his dad used to do like... Oh, God, you sound old now. You sound like my dad now. Well, I'm friend, no, I'm friends with Kane, but I know his dad is what I'm saying. So. <sighs> Best mates with his dad. No, his dad, his dad does, his dad clears, his dad does, has got a I'm going to stop hanging around with you, mate. His dad has got a business clearing drains, so when your drains are blocked, you're in Kano's dad. My dad wears that blazer as well. And Big Roy, shut up. Right. So Big Roy would come round, and he would always talk about his bitches, because <laughs> he loves dogs, and he's got two like, pointers of a couple of bitches, and then once he came round, <laughs> honestly, it's true, he came to my house, the house I'm in now, the drains got blocked, design fault, and he came round, and he goes, um... I said, yeah, come on in, mate, come on. He goes, yeah, I've got, got a bird in the van. And I was like, I've got a bird in the van. I was like, I could have sworn he was still living with Kane's mum after all these years. I said, oh, invite her in. You know, I know Kane's mum. I was like, invite her in. I'll bring her in, bring her in. He's like, no, no, I might stick her in the garden. I was like, <laughs> I, said, I, was like I don't get it. I've got a bird in the van, stick her in the garden. I was like, I don't get it. And he walked back to his van and pulls out this massive hawk from the back of his like, It's like aqua drains on the side of his transit van. Pulls out this massive hawk. And he's, it's huge. And it's got its own perch. And he's forgotten his leather glove. So he carries it into the back garden. And I've got two dogs. I've got a French bulldog and an English bull terrier cross. And he's like, you want to put the dogs away? And I was like, yeah, the dogs will, the dogs will eat your bird. He goes, they won't. Bird will kill it. I was like, what dogs? I said, you haven't seen what dogs I got. He goes, don't matter what dogs you got, the bird will kill it. And this bird came out and his arm, he had to bandage his arm to fix our drain. His arm was like sliced, like it had knives on it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely sliced up. Roy's a tough old boy, mind. Didn't, but he was like, yeah, I got a bird in the van. I didn't realise he brought out this massive hawk. Anyway. Yeah. What that's you, rugby union. What, what have you been up to? 
can you tell us what you've been up to first? Because I get a lot of abuse for being the only one that for dominating hogging conversation on here. So I want to be quiet for twenty seconds. No, it's, it's your stories, mate. That's all. Um, Too long. You, you, uh, the backstory to a backstory, mm. but they're good. I, I enjoyed that hawk one, mate. Mm. You see, load of, you see, all them in Dubai. They've all got hawks. Yeah, you can take them on planes and everything. And bath. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I've been up to this week. Um, you don't know. We, we we hosted the Welsh lacrosse dinner at Alliance Park for Lucy Ray, who was the former captain of the Welsh lacrosse team. Yeah, she's also the daughter of Nigel Ray, the Sarri's owner. Yeah. And long-term friend of ours. We were friends with her when we were 18, weren't we? Yes. All the way through. She yeah, yeah. Year. So we, we hosted that and raised a lot of money for it. Well, you did. You did the auction, which was... Good. Let's be you frank. Well. Let's be frank, mate. That auction would have been quite hard work if Nigel and Lucy Ray weren't in the room. Yeah. There were a couple of other guys bidding pretty hard, mind. They were trying to outbid each other, and we had a we were sat on a table with um, Lucy Ray's company. Um, what they M MBN events. Yeah. MBN. Yeah. MBN events, and we all decided to lick the top of a glass of water, and I could see you were upstairs, uh, up on stage, sweating, and you're yeah. doing a good job of the auction, and. When you finish, come up, give me the glass. Necked it in one, didn't you? Necked it in one. Who licked it? Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was just that uh, fit one that was sitting next to me that you'd made lick it, but it was everyone. Ah, oh, brilliant. All the lads licked it too. Yeah. So we were, I think we rate. That's it. Yeah, but I stood up to, oh, we stood up to the dinner. We co-hosted this dinner for the lacrosse ladies and every page of my script had a cock and balls drawn on it. <laughs> it's just like, come on. Yeah. Grow up, Tom. Um, so what day was that? That was? Friday night. Friday night. Got home. I got home just after two. When did you get home? Just after three. People think it's easy, mate. It's not. Not is it? Showbiz isn't easy, mate. Isn't easy. Up again at ridiculous o'clock. Went to a house viewing on Saturday, which is. I'd rather view houses on my own than with my family, to be honest. Let them go. Do you like it? Yes or no? Yeah. And I'd rather go on my own because it turned into an hour and a half to view a house. How big's the lounge? Where can I put I mean, my it's TV? It's a mile across. That's why it took so long. Mm. But it's literally it was not. It's not that big. But it was literally like an hour and a half. And I was thinking this will take fifteen minutes because you know after twenty seconds. Yeah. You know. You can smell, can't you? And I had to go and pick up a pig for my mate Bod. Brian O'Driscoll. Different Bod. Oh right. Better Bod. Yeah. I had to go and pick up a pig. So the pig, uh, my pig Juan, got um, butchered last week. So I picked up 65, 70 kilos of meat. Wow. In the in, in the one chest sitting. Freezer. Yeah, so when you come into the house next, you've got a. I'll give you a gift, give you a couple of pork joints, some sausages. A couple of trotters. A couple of trotters, yeah, I got the trotters. Yeah. I slow, slow, do, slow cook them for the dogs. Yeah, I like to eat pig's tails like spaghetti. <laughs> I use them as floss, it's up to you. But quite big gaps between my teeth. Yeah, so nothing, mate, really. Quite weak. Um, was consumed by Homeland yesterday. Did you watch that? Absolutely not. You don't watch it? The most boring show on television. Do you, yeah, know, do you know what it's about? That. You're out as well. Oh. No, it's We've got better. Them. We've recorded them, but it's like off. No, it's got a lot better now. now. It's got yeah. a lot better now. And I also watched the Antiques Roadshow. I could not turn it over. Yeah, so, but you know why? Because there was a lady, uh, she had some sort of sea log on there, and they were going through it, and the presenter kept saying semen on it. <laughs> a <laughs> sea log as in a, a big poo that someone's done underwater. He <laughs> <laughs> kept asking her if she knew any of these semen. I was just giggling away like. Were you bit. were you on the lads' trip on the boat with us, in Greece? I can't remember where the Greece. lads where the lads were doing sea cucumbers. No, I was on the I was on the boat with you in Ibiza for your stag. Yeah, and that different one. No, so is that the one that you were break dancing? I'm always break dancing. I was break dancing just before you got here, actually, in the boardroom. The uh, yeah, it might have been the uh, yeah. The lads were doing 
Because there's on a boat, you're on a boat for a week on holiday, and you get off to go on the lash and eat lunch and stuff, but you're on a boat and they've got tiny little toilets, and you don't want 12 rugby players using the same toilet for a week because it'll be grim. So yeah. if all the lads had a rule that if you needed a number twosies, you jumped over the side into the sea. Yeah. The captain was like, Just jump in the sea. A bit like mutiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do a sea cucumber. Problem is, when they start swimming after you, because there's mm -hmm. no gravity, they don't break. So they're like big baguettes, and they start swimming after you. This is actually disgusting. Arms and legs, some of them. Do you see any seagulls come down, pick it up? Oh. Gannets. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to? Well, um, Michelle, Michelle has hammered me a bit the last few weeks. Been a very. Is that why your face is a bit distorted? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit. That's why I'm twitching. Been a busy old Six Nations, um, but this week I, the the interesting bits I guess were that I hosted. Neil de Cox testimonial dinner on Wednesday night in London. Yeah. 600 or something, 650 people. People can't handle him, can they? Can't, no, no I, in my experience, people love de Cox. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> it was, it was, what I'll say to you is this, it was the best supported testimonial event I've ever been to. Now, I would expect that to be an O'Driscoll or a Johnson or a Lawrence or a Wil Johnny Wilkinson. Neil DeCock's got 10 cats. To name a few. Great. Yeah, but you'd expect those guys to have people crawling over themselves to get to their dinners. Yeah. Neil DeCock is a popular guy, 10 caps to South Africa, so he's an international, but a similar sort of level to me, so not many caps. And he's won a, won a bit with Sarri. He's been a great club player for Sarri's. Correct. So, but to have all those people there, like, there were just the amount of players there. Is that down to like the, uh, the environment Saracens have created or just the bloke in general? Both. So people love him, so everyone that meets him yeah. loves him and wants to be at his dinner, and they packed out the brewery in the city, and they had a waiting list for tables. Wow. I've never known that before at a testimonial, for someone who isn't an icon. So he is hugely popular and a brilliant player. Yeah. So that was, that was brilliant, and they raised loads of money for J9, the US Van der Vesthazen Foundation. Great, great. Then on Thursday night, I hosted Joe Simpson's testimonial dinner, Waspy's Scrum Half. I'm guessing not as good. By your tone of your voice. Do you know what? It was absolutely, it was brilliant. Of course it was. It was really, really good fun because we had Sean Edwards there. Yeah. And just Do you know who we used to call, we used to call Sean Edwards Gary Wackett. Why? Because he's a bit of a crazy bloke. Yeah. Sean Edwards. And he can, he can go off the boil straight away. He was sort of, he would turn up to training in like tracksuit bottoms, suit shoes and a hoodie top with a leather jacket on. And there's normally strict rules about, you know, Under Armour gear yeah. everywhere. Um, and because he was so mental, we call him Gary Wackett. And Gary Wackett is the captain of uh, Mike Bassett, England manager. Uh, okay. You know, the one that goes absolutely mental in the change room, starts smashing stuff up yeah. before he runs out. Yeah, so his nickname Gary Wackett. Well, he turned up to this dinner, and the organiser of the dinner came over to me, and they had that face on, that awkward face. They were like, uh, yeah. Sean's in a really bad mood. And I was like, really? I've met him a few times, always been lovely. He's in a really bad mood. Um, so just be ready for some really short answers. Because I was up there with Lee Mears and Lewis Moody, it was like three British Lions guys, and me, up there, I was interviewing them. And Sean came on stage and he was absolutely brilliant. Really? Was, yeah, he was brilliant. He was telling stories about Andy Gregory, the old Wigan scrum Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I grew up watching those, I watched as much of those guys as I did Union. Martin Fire and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Jason Robinson. Offia, hate's been called Offia. Uh, Mar Marty Offia. Um, so really, really good, so that was really nice. Then yeah, lacrosse. I was at, at Sarri's on Sunday doing the ITV highlights. We'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later, but that was, that was some day. That was some effort from Sarri's, but we'll talk about that as time goes on. Um, 
Michelle, which was your favourite game of the weekend? Oh, Northampton uh, versus Justin Tigers. I was actually just looking up score. Oh, well done. I thought I'd catch you out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up score because I was just thinking, I wonder of all your uh, match predictions today, you're actually uh, spot on. Well, we said by more than two, didn't we? Leicester. Yeah. Mate, I thought you said three. Two. Don't ever question. So we were right. <laughs> <laughs> this is our show, right? Mate? All right. Um, um, yeah. Michelle, so now Michelle knows that she's. I haven't managed to catch her out, which is a shame. She's writing down the scores just in case we test her. But she's on her phone. Now we've got a strict rule on our podcast, Shanks and I, that we put our phones on airplane mode, just in it, case it distorts the sound and, yeah, and what have you. But we. I don't want Michelle to turn her phone off because that phone ringing with potential work for me and Shanks is literally all we've got. Hmm. It literally pays for our lives. And my life, at least, Shanks, you've got a real job, but it pays my life. So Michelle's allowed. So if the phone's wonky, I'm sorry, but uh, my mortgage depends on it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, <laughs> Leo Vegas bet of the week. Um, where we're going to look at one game. As part of our relationship with Leo Vegas, we get to put a bet on, and all of the proceeds go towards our chosen charity. All of them. Once, once. I mean, we Shanks won last week. Taken our cut. It's a joke. Wasn't it? We won last week. We're Leinster by more than two. Have we lost? Leicester by more than two. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the first one was. Yeah. You did the Six Nations one. I don't think you got yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Was it? England to win. Yeah, beat Ireland. Yeah. I mean, that was your bet, Ireland not mine. cheated in the end, didn't they? Yeah. But we're going to predict um, a score. Yeah. Um, points difference, really. And we get to put, I think, £25 on this. Yeah, we do. And if we win, all goes to charity. Yeah. So, if you want to see our unique bet, you've got to go on leovegas.com. Um, the terms and conditions apply. Make sure you're over 18. Yeah, and when the fun stops, stop. Yeah, you you always say that, mate, and it's yeah. so true. <laughs> um, now the the game we're going to bet on this week, um, we're going to bet on the Champions Cup quarterfinals. So we've had a look at their fixtures, and Flats and I are going for the Leinster versus Wasps game, and we're going for a straight out Leinster win. 
On the nose. On the nose, we think Leinster are going to win. Yeah. Wasps leak too many tries, don't they, basically? Yeah. I'm going over there on Saturday, actually. Are you? Yeah, I'm going over there. To Leinster? Yeah. Heading over in an app mission. Working or, or social? Grafting, mate. Yeah. Grafting for BT. Um, are you commentating? No, I'm th- I think... Mitch, what am I doing in Leinster? Do you know? Uh, reporter. Reporter. Ah, nice. How does it feel? How do you feel? Yeah. What does this mean to the club? Yeah, game of two halves, yeah. How do you see it going? Where do you see your strengths and weaknesses? So we'll just see your fingers more so. Than You'll anything. see me chubby lands and you'll probably see a, a, a watch that'll be shiny but is not sponsored, even though people always tweet me saying, well done, you got your sponsored watch. I don't have, Michelle has not yet got me a watch deal. Or you, has she? Oh. So, Michelle... Step no. up, yeah. Um, yeah, so get on the get on the website, leovegas.com. See our bet. Leinster on the nose. On the nose. Right, weekend's rugby action, boy. Right, boy. Uh, were you at any of the games? Was I at any of the games? Oh, yeah. God. Big style. Are you on ITV doing the highlights for the Saracens game? I, correct. Yeah. I was at Saris, but I watched the recording of the Bristol game on Saturday morning. Yeah, let's talk through that. So... Gloucester 32, Bristol 14 at Ashton Gate. Four. You don't want to say it like that. I know. Say Bristol first. I know, but. You do it th- properly. All right. Bristol 14? Yeah. Gloucester 32. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Billy Burns is good. He's good. I like him a lot. He's a good boy. Do you, know, do you know what I reckon, mate? Bath need to work hard to get him back to play 10 with his brother. Have the two brothers playing 10 for Bath. The franchise, like the Grey franchise. Yeah. Scotland. I honestly reckon they. They need to get them back because they're both good boys, and there's something about playing for your home club. Anyway, I think he's good for Gloucester. I think Billy might have a little bit more pace as well. Well, we've seen Freddie's handbrake stay on a couple of times. <clears> he's, man- he's managed to make scrape it yeah, through those. I, he? Yeah, he's, he's had a couple of intercepts before. Um, lovely, lovely player. One's got curly hair. He's got straight hair. Yeah, um, Freddie Burns looks like Colonel Gaddafi, and Billy Burns looks like Steptoe. In my experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Burns could be a 75-year-old man if you took his body away from the photo. Yeah, Freddie Burns also looks like... Um, who was that? Who was Kinnicky the, from Greece. Who was... <laughs> Michael Douglas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll Mo- take that. Most famous for basic instinct. Um, Richard Hibbard, man of the match. Oh. Mate, we, had a, we had a tweet from Ben Parker on Twitter, obviously, saying, should obviously. Hibbard be a lion? Um, he is a lion. Yeah. So I I I done a tweet. I done a tweet the other day that said something on the lines of how is Hibbard not in the Welsh squad? It's bizarre. I yeah, it is bizarre. He's not in the Welsh squad. Ken Owens did have a an amazing Six Nations tournament though. The sheriff. But, yeah, but I would absolutely have Ken Owens as first choice for Wales. Hibbard is is playing real well. How do you not have Hibbard on the bench at least? I think the issue was initially that he wasn't fit enough for Wales, and then he was just cast out. Like like a lot of like, like a lot of people with Wales when they're out the mix they're just out the mix that's it forgotten yeah um, no matter what their club form is if they don't fit the picture if their ponytail Wales, doesn't fit yeah um, but again he was he was brilliant yeah he was hitting carrying yeah but working like he's just so light on his feet he's a big unit he's so light on his feet mm. flying around like he his average his, I bet his average speed. I mean, okay, he's playing against Bristol on Friday night. He's not in a test match. But I reckon his average speed of running would be higher than any hooker achieved over the course of 80 minutes in the Six Nations. Give us some, like, 
examples of an average speed? I think in terms of numbers, it would be <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. But it's just the way he gets off the deck, the way he recycles himself, gets back in the game. But that's position. a sign of fitness, isn't it? That's a sign fitness. of bouncing back up if you feet, getting back in yeah. the position. I think he's really fit and he plays... He plays. When you're tired, that's when you start to walk around, you start to you be a guard. And he plays 65 to 80 guard minutes patrol. week after week after week in the front row. I think he's a top player. I don't know why he's not in there. But Bristol, standing with Bristol, I mean, they're in the game really to the last 25 minutes and then... Gloss had just pulled away. Henry Trinder looked pretty good yeah, back he did. at 13. Yeah, likes seeing him play. Pro- probably the, one of the most unlucky players um, I've known since with me. injuries. Since me. Yeah, since your five shoulder God, ops. Could, could have been a legend. Um, but Bristol, so many soft tackles from Bristol. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't good. And just they also... flopping off tackles, missing them, no aggressive tackles, <coughs> allowing Glosser to offload. <coughs> You're right, Excuse mate. Excuse me, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm just upset. Um, yeah, they get into good positions and fluff their lines. They fluff lineouts. They two miss their own lineouts in key positions, and they're not a good enough team with good enough players to repeatedly get themselves back in those positions. So when they're there, there's double the pressure. That's right, boy. Um, Exeter Sale close game. Yeah, I was surprised at the scoreline. Seeing Ooh. Sale, what was it, thirteen nil, and then nineteen five, something like that. Up, and you think a red card as well, wasn't there? Was there a red card in that? No, there was a red card in um, Thingamajee. Was there? Worcester. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, Bryce Heem. Um, it, it was a decent game. Exeter nowhere near their best. Um, but Henry Slade, once he got cooking and got the wind behind him, he looked really nice, really classy at 10. Jack Noel a couple of times came, <coughs> like took a ball off um, Slade and like got hit man and ball. But he's so strong in contact that he manages to keep the play going. He bounces and, off players, doesn't he? Yeah, he's so strong. And Luke Garandicki, again, just again, is brilliant. Kai Horseman down there in the back row is having the season of his life. Really? And he's he's forty four next year. Amazing. He's the oldest player currently playing in Europe. Not that old. Um, what's happened to Newcastle, mate? Quinn's fifty three. Newcastle seventeen. Yeah. Best game I've seen Mike Brown play for a while. Mate. Really good. Like an attack. Yeah. Finishing off that try with good wheels. Link play. Mm. You know. The outside break in the thirteen channel for yards try. Lovely. Good. His, his try should have been defended though by Newcastle fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. It was wasn't it Joel Hudson? I forget yeah. who came over, but someone think should have got him. It was, him. was yeah. right next to him. Yeah, well he got him just, effectively. Yeah, he got him. Just slipped off him. Do you reckon Mike Brown vases his legs up? Do you reckon that's what it is? Shaves him and vases him. You know when he scored his try though, you just know he was gonna do something to the crowd. He's looking at the crowd, put the ball down and gave him an aggressive Yeah. Don't Didn't, you like that? Put the ball down, run back as fast as you can, mate. Get it was position. like when you scored against the All Blacks and you were lying on your back doing double peace signs, weren't you? For the <laughs> Up into the air. For the boys, like that is. Like a Japanese tourist. For the boys, that is, not the crowd. <laughs> they bet me I wouldn't do it. Uh, but Quinn, Quinn's quite physical as well up front, which was... They look really good. They look um, really, really good. Yeah. It's not, but, it's not all over for Quinn's, I'll say that, especially if you watch Bath at the weekend. But Newcastle were looking near enough for a top six finish, and they were just appalling. Really? Yeah, they were nowhere near it. No. But it's on the road against a team who've been good at home, so I thought, you know what, I think they'll get over that. So, Takalua was good at nine again. His try early on was mm, good. He's mm. a top player. Game of the weekend, though, for me was Northampton, <coughs> Leicester. You right, mate? Do you need cough? Do you need wind? You? Do you know what? It's because we're in a, a proper office and it's all aircond. And when I'm in, when I'm in my, you car, get asthma and eczema. And when I'm in my G'd up whip, I, I'd go on and off with the aircond because it drives me out a bit. Really? Yeah. Um, so Northampton, Leicester. 31 Northampton, 36 Leicester at Franklin's Gardens. Massive send off for our major. Yeah. You can see what it means to the players and him at the end of the game, can you? Yeah. Hugs all round. 
and all the players seem well not all the players loads of the players have, oh hang on let's, let's rephrase that a number of players have come out and been openly unhappy with his mm-hmm. sacking and I just you know one of the guys at BT I won't name him because he didn't give me permission to I haven't asked him but he, he said you know he's 36 Aaron Major's 36 and he's been sacked he's not even in his words not mine he's not even the coach He's, going to, he's not even the coach he's going to be yet. He's only been coaching a couple of years. It's kind of like, but then you never know if he said, well, I'm only staying if I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah. You also never know if Matt O'Connor said, I don't want him there because our philosophies are different and I will bring my own guys in. And I hate, hate him. him. Yeah. And I hate him. Yeah, I expect he doesn't hate him. But I'll, the guys, the players seem genuinely unhappy to see him. How good is Pickamons? <laughs> oh, he's a joke. Has to be the, 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 the best player in the Premiership. That's punchy, that. Um, let's try and... Well, have a think about it, but he's up there. Offloading, you know carrying. I don't know if I can think of anyone better at the moment. No. That's why I said it. Is that why you said it? Mm. Is that one of the reasons you said it? Do you know what the turning point, I reckon, in the game was? The Christian Day try, his foot in touch. The, one, the non-try? Yeah. yeah. The non-try. Yeah. Uh, nice tackle by Peterson. Mm. But... Big lump, Peterson, isn't he? He is huge lump, and he he doesn't look like he runs fast, but he sort of cruises along. Michelle's writing notes now; she's probably grading us, mate. Um, but if if they'd scored that and got the conversion, I've seen Stuart Hogg written on her pad. I've seen a penis. If they... oh, Tom, Christ, Tom. If, sorry, uh, Michelle, about him. If Christian Day scored that try, and the kick was kicked, it would have been twenty nine sixteen at half time. Mm. Big big. He never Deficit that. No, he didn't. He didn't. That's why it's turning point of the game. Let me let me say this to you, okay? Let me bring up a new subject for you, okay? Go on. We haven't finished on this game yet. But no, it's, it's joint. Yeah, yeah. Linked to this game. Freddie Burns Class. swapping positions with George Ford, Leicester to Bath. Now, did Freddie Burns went off injured, didn't he? Don't know. But Owen Williams came on and showed yeah. absolutely gargantuan gonads to slot those two penalties. But anyway, he, Fre- Freddie Burns. Freddie Burns looks. It looks the Burns Ford swap looks more and more like Tigers lost Bath game every week at the moment. Now yeah. we'll get on to uh, Ford and Bath in a minute, but <clears throat> let me tell you something confidential. Yeah, um, Aaron Mage has been sacked now, and it is what it is. But I was standing next to. Um, someone we both know, Andy Good, who was talking to Aaron Major the other day, and I wasn't part of the conversation. I, I was cannot stop staring at Andy Good's hair, though. Every I time know. I see him, it's the only thing I look at. I know, I know. It's, it doesn't move. Do you know, it keeps, when the wind picked, it was really windy at Quinn's the other day, last week, for the Anglo-Wales final, and he was, he was like, oh, it's not blowing my lid, is it? It's not blowing my lid. I said, mate, there isn't anything. A fireman's hose couldn't knock your lid off. <laughs> is there a bloke that loves jeans, shirt, V-neck jumper and a blazer more than Andy Good? No, but he suits it. He looks great. He looks great in it. Um, anyway, so... Sometimes change it up a bit. Variety. All right. Yeah. Well, pass it off. Yeah, please do. He definitely doesn't listen to our podcast because no. he's got a rival podcast and you can't listen to your rivals, even though I do sometimes. Um, and Aaron Major was saying that George Ford is a like a beautiful player, amazing player, one of the best tens in the world when he's playing well and all that stuff. But he wanted to not sign George Ford and keep Freddie Burns. He's like, let's, let's spend the money somewhere else. We've got Freddie. Freddie loves it. The boys love him. He's a great lad and he's a great learner. So is George, all of these things, by the way. By all accounts, I don't know George. I know Freddie well enough to know that he's a good, a good guy to have in a squad. But yeah. he, was, he was up for not having George Ford, not spending whatever it was, 450 grand a year on someone who's going to be gone half the season. Possibly he's got a case. 
on the yeah. weekends action as well. I mean, it's only one weekend, a couple uh-huh. of weekends, you know, and George is class, but you know, it, it is an interesting one and I you know, I don't I haven't spoken to Todd Blackadder directly about it, but the guys I know at the club, they don't seem they would they would have loved George to stay. But as soon as he said I want to go, yeah, a lot of the guys, apart from the chairman who does you know, the guys on the ground were saying they like George, they're saying, fair enough, mate, if you want to leave, we don't want you here because who wants players who don't want to Presumably, be um, Freddie Burns will be on less money as well than George. Oh, yeah, Fre- Freddie will be on loads and he'll be on about half as much as George, yeah. you know, yeah. so George is serious cash, so they, for obvious reasons, but yes, it, I, I really think Bath are quite happy with that swap because Freddie's a local boy, his dad's 57, he's just started playing for the local team, yeah. first games of rugby this season in the second row. I also think Wales need to really start looking at Owen Williams as a potential. As a potential. What's he like in attack? Good, is takes it? it flat. What they were doing in attack, see, when, it, when he came on, because Northampton were, were coming up pretty fast on the outside, Owen Williams was taking it really flat, so he was engaging the first few defenders, yeah. throwing it really deep to the second wave of attackers, and that yeah. just allowed him to get on the outside of Northampton's blitz, really. So by, um, by Owen Williams taking it so flat, he was engaging the first few defenders, which means they couldn't drift. So when he's passing it back then to like Vianu, so they've got a stick. They've got a stick. Yeah. Passing it back to Vianu, there's a lot of space outside on inside shoulders, and that, yeah. that's a clear example of that for the uh, McCaffrey try. Yeah. Um, but Viano again, wow! He's what amazing. a what a player, ball in hand. Um, Do you know when, the, the score changed? I reckon I counted, mm. and I think it's around nine times the score changed. Now, I am just, I think it was nine times. Don't bother. Don't tweet in with a correction. Yeah, I mean I'm generalising. Like if you if you ever tweet in and prove us wrong, we block you. That's I think I think flats might run a marathon one day. You know, not gonna happen. I might do. Is it right that ten a ten taking it really flat to the line and then ripping a pass back? All tens can do that, but most of them drift and sort of move towards their pass and roll their shoulders. But the guys, the guys that can actually run properly flat, stay square, and deliver that pass, like Charlie Hodgson did so well, well for years. Uh, can Owen Williams do it as well as that? Yeah, he can. Um, I'm not sure if he can do it as well as someone like Charlie <laughs> Hodgson. You've really got a cough, haven't you? I'm alright. Don't worry. Um, get some down you. I'm alright, boy. Or Cowpaw. Um, but yeah, he, he does. He takes it really flat. He keeps his hips straight. That's the yeah. key, keeping your hips straight. So defenders, defenders. If your hips, to yeah, if your hips start to turn, your body starts to turn. But that's the best way to get around like a blitz. And Northampton were coming up fairly fast on the outside. Yeah. Um, I, had really, really well. I had a really awkward moment last week. Do you want me to tell you about it? Yeah. Um, firstly, Michelle, you're going to disapprove of this. Um, secondly, I'm happily married. Uh, it wasn't my fault. I was just standing waiting for all the cameramen, sound men to sort themselves out on the touchline at Leicester against Chiefs last weekend at the Stoop and um, for the Anglo-Welsh thing. And I found myself completely accidentally just staring at this girl, staring at this lady, and I was like, oh, yeah. Zara. She's old, was she? Did you say girl then? Girl, oh, like, Zara 25. East. Zara Easterby. No. No. So I'm just staring, and I was like, she's it was. nice dressed. She looks, it wasn't at all, she's nice dressed, and it was like... It was. And I was staring for ages, and then Goody clicked his fingers in front of my eyes. I was like, oh, God, sorry, sorry. I was like, what are you looking at? I was like, oh, um, that was really awkward because I think she's seen me staring like a weirdo, but I was just in another world. And it was Owen Williams' girlfriend. <laughs> so she thinks, and then I think he went over to speak to her and she sort of nodded over to me and said, who's that fat guy that's been staring at me for the last eight minutes? Yeah. So I don't know, I, I you know, a bit awkward. Yeah. I spoke to Owen Williams we've all, about we've all it. We've been there, did you? Yeah. What did he say? He said it was fine, apart from the fact you're eating a banana while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now that moves us on to uh, 
Saracen's Bath, Gemura, yesterday. We got loads of tweets in from asking questions on that. Um, <coughs> NGA on Twitter yeah. said... So Orcs, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my CrossFit homeboy. What's going on at Bath? That's it. Question mark. Yeah. Another one. Um, Dan Webster. Should we try Twitter. and answer Orcs' question? It's the same question. That is question. It's the same okay, question. Yeah. I know Saracens are pretty decent, but what's up with Bath recently? Um... Yeah. Because the full team was basically out. You know, you look at their back line. They had Rocco de Guni. Yeah, I, I think... I Joseph. Think, uh, perhaps the main difference is... Sar- Saracen's best players seem to repeatedly have time on the ball, a good amount of ball in their hands, in space, you know, banging forward. They, they make rare <laughs> errors. They rarely make errors, mate. Good, well. good, but it's a lot easier to it's a lot easier to reduce your error count on the front foot because you're under less pressure. Well, you, but it's also tackling errors as well, you know, yeah, 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 in yeah. defence. So whatever, yeah. whatever their attack or defence, you know, they don't often lose the ball. They don't often miss tackles. No, I guess that's coaching basics. Yeah, um, but also I feel like the Bath's best players, like Anthony Watson, is a guy. I I feel like right now, if he were at Saracens. He would look twice as good as he does when he plays for Bath because I think they would find ways to get him the ball in space. So what he does, what they do quite a lot, Bath's best players, is they get man and ball. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They get, but they do a lot of dancing. So guys like Joseph Watson, they get the ball and then they haven't quite got enough room. They're not at full pace, so they get the ball and they speculate. And as a player, I always loved it playing with someone like Matt Perry. Ball goes over your head. He catches it. He doesn't dance around for two or three seconds first, he just bolts and makes up ground. Runs as fast as he can, doesn't he? Yeah, he used to say, run as fast as you can and decide en route, you know, don't speculate because people are making up ground on you. And Bath seem to speculate a little bit and that's because they don't get the ball, they very rarely get the ball at full chat, very rarely. Whereas Saris utilise their best players really, really well. So I think a lot of that comes down to the front football, the momentum created by the forward pack Bath have got some great forwards, but I think they miss Henry Thomas. Max Lahif is just getting better every week. But Henry Thomas, perhaps they miss. There's not much between him and Lahif anymore. I think they really miss Dave Atwood. Um, but I think, they've, I think they've got a paucity of real heavy hitters ball in hand. I think they don't brutalise other packs. I don't mean scrum and line out. Yeah. I, mean, <clears throat> me, I mean ball in hand. They're not making monster yardage and knocking other teams backwards. So when the ball is released, momentum has often been lost. And I think it actually, there are periods when it is pointless having Joseph, Watson, Rocco de Guni in the team because they never get the ball doing anything other than standing still or in heavy traffic. Yeah. So Saracens have got more momentum. I wonder if it's a, literally a, I'd say the same about Gloucester actually, a checkbook job up front. It, just a checkbook yeah, job. yeah, possibly. It doesn't help. You know, like momentum in the game when you fly half, kicks the ball out in the full twice. Mm. Um, and then you and misses back. a couple of kicks that you should always get. Yeah. Do you know what? That massive difference, though, was I reckon the, the kicking in general. So the kicking off Wigglesworth was far better. Yeah. It was in an area where the chasers could either compete yeah. or take man and ball. Yeah. Um, it's one of his strengths, really, isn't it? Even, Wigg- even Wigg's, Wigglesworth kicking wasn't perfect. But it's so relentlessly good yeah. that it has an impact on the game. Even uh, you know, Brad Barrett was more of an attacking threat, yeah. um, which we don't often see too much. Normally he's sort of defensive captain. Yeah, uh, I, I, also rela- captain, relating but... that to my point is, would, would Brad Barrett 
ever be an attacking threat in the Bath team as it's playing at the moment? No. I would say no. He, he might suit someone like Bath, you know, know, just giving them a bit of go forward. Yeah, I think I think Brad Barrett could almost slot into any Premiership, any European team and be useful. But I, Saracens create momentum like Northampton did a generation yeah. ago when they had when they when they had Tongawea and Mujati dominating up front and they were constantly moving they're downy in the midfield and they were constantly moving forward. So every time Foden and their best players and they got the ball in their hands, they were flying forward or or, or a lot of the time. Bath don't seem to create that, and I think that might be a simple power issue. Uh, the Saracen subs made a huge difference as well, like bringing the likes of Sh- uh, Brits on. Yeah. Um, Duncan Taylor looked good when he came on. Zalski. Yeah. And at, you know, at the 60-minute mark, you could literally score at will against yeah. Bath. The heads were down, they were flopping off tackles. Oh, they got absolutely bashed. And that, that, is, a, that is a bad day for Bath. That's their worst defeat in 15 years. Um, Merry Old Tom on Twitter wants to know could Ashton be a Lions bolter with yep. games like yesterday yep what I only made this point in the highlights I don't know how I know Warren Gatlin wasn't there but say let's just Eddie Jones was there I honestly don't know people talk about his defence his defence is Chris Ashton's defence is not perfect positionally but he's not a coward he will hit he, yeah. will, he will collide hard of course he was from rugby league he will be league into Nothing else to do up there. So they, I, I think his defence is better than he gets credit for. It's not perfect. He missed he missed a missed a tackle yesterday um, in the game against Bath, which wasn't great. But I think he does so much more than just finish. He kicks well. Yeah. He tackles well often. Not perfect, but he also his link play. Oh. His reading of the game. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, his work rate. He, he's the for me, and I'm not I, I'm not a I'm not a, a wing expert. Yeah. I've been saying this for a while and on the telly and yesterday I asked a couple of people that know what they're talking about Austin Healy who doesn't care what anyone thinks of his opinion and played wing for England and I think the Lions Yes. so knows his onions I said Chris Ashton is the best winger overall in England with Jack Knoll and Austin agreed but he has been for a while though yeah he's brilliant um, I don't know how Eddie Jones watches that and doesn't pick him but it's not yeah but I suppose the Lions question is Warren Gatlin and his team of selectors are selecting the, the squad not Eddie Jones or Stuart Lancaster who who didn't pick him? So you, if you're if you're New Zealand, do you want them to pick Ashton or not? I don't want them to because I think he's dangerous. Um, what do you? I, think? Th- I think he deserves possibly uh, his form. Could certainly get a call up. I, I'm not sure they'd take anyone though that isn't playing. No, I think for I'm, international I'm rugby. confident they won't take him. So I asked him yesterday. Do you reckon they'll he's, take he's him? He's in he the said, mix. No so. chance. Um, George, right, George Ford for the Lions. Austin Healy said yesterday on the telly that. He thinks George Ford will go as third choice because then you've got um, Farrell, Sexton, and George. You've got three completely different tens, um, and you've got George's ability to pull something out of nothing. He thinks George should go. Well, what do I you think to that. I think um, it's a toss up between George Ford, Finn Russell, and Dan Bigger. One of those. One of those three. Um, I think a lot will depend on the form of Bath. I, I'm not sure Big will go. I think it, it could be Finn Russell or George Ford. And I reckon it's going to come down to the next few games um, and the form. Finn Russell is really good got, for Glasgow. It's got to be Finn Russell. He was really good for Glasgow yeah. at the weekend. And I, I hope he performs against Saris next weekend in the quarterfinal because I, I actively want Finn Russell to go because he's like Gregor Townsend. I want him to want to see him play. He is, you know, his his vision. And how elusive he is, he's incredible, mate. He and he's arrogant. Ch- chips and chases all the time. Yeah. He keeps defenders thinking. Um, you know, Connor are a good team. And Glasgow ended up 
you know, winning comfortably towards the end. And but also, you know, Glasgow is still in the quarterfinals of Europe. Yeah. You know, Bath aren't. So there's a, there's a, there's only a few more games yeah. for the selectors to to watch, and it could come down to to that. You know, I'd, so I'd, I'd be. I'd be very, I wouldn't be amazed. I'd be very surprised if Ford goes over Russell. Rugrats, so. Rugby Dahl on Twitter wants mm. to know will the league miss Chris Ashton? Oh yeah, massively. Mm. He's he's absolutely brilliant. And <clears throat> do you know what? This is kind of irrelevant, but he is one of the most hated players in the league. Who gets booed every every ground I go to? I see him play that isn't. Allianz Park, he gets booed everywhere. That's his niche, though, mate. It's like Austin Healy, isn't it? You know, you he's find such, your niche, and you're such great fun to be around. Like, if I were picking to, for just for tourists for chemistry, we were talking about this the other day because I don't know the guys from other countries as well. So, just the English guys that you'd pick for pure chemistry, Haskell is just golden on a on a rugby tour, as you yeah. can imagine. Chris Ashton as well is almost as valuable as Haskell. He's such a good guy. People, the boys love him. All PRs, good PRs as well, mate. He's great, he's great fun. He's just on the field. He loses the plot a bit and does some crazy stuff. You know, and he gets a long ban for contact with the eye area that was a load of balls but absolutely ruins his reputation. It was a ridiculous ban. And he gets a... It's not just that opinion. ban, though. There's been a few bans. I've been a few, yeah. He does some stupid stuff, no question. But um, he also got chinned by Manu twice and didn't go down. So I mean, He did go down. No, he didn't. I'm sure he went no, down. No, he didn't go down, mate. For Wigan, didn't he? Mm. It's a good chin as well, wasn't it? Good slow-mo. <clears throat> yeah. Jelly jaw. Yeah, someone tweeted him that and said, memories, eh? And he said, just a little tickle, that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasps, 40, Worcester, 33. Some great tries by Wasps again. Christian Wade. Yeah, he, he, he's electric. Dangerous. But they still defense was terrible. They still leak so many points, don't they? Um, I was talking about Worcester's defence there. Christian Wade's tries should have been defended. But also Wasps as well. And we've got a question here from Paul Dickinson. What do Wasps need to do to shore up their defence? Can this be done without blunting their attack? Because Wasps play such high-risk rugby, you know, mm. because they throw the ball around so much, because they try things, um, and they've got a lot of individuals, they often get themselves in trouble because they get isolated. Mm. And because they often try the miracle balls and things like that, they don't often go to hand, turnovers, create tries. Mm. A lot of tries are scored from turnovers against Wasps. Do you think they look like a team that, whether they realise it's what they're thinking or not, they approach games with the mindset that defence is really important, but it's not really, it's not really, really important because we're going to score so many tries, it doesn't matter. I think if you look at all their play, well, their backline especially, their backline are more, say, 60, I don't know, 70, 30 attack, 60, 40 attack. So they are attacking backline, you know, defence sort of comes second you just think no if, Brad Barrett's there is it no there's not but then not often do you find someone that is absolutely amazing in attack and absolutely amazing in defence you know there's, they always swing one way don't they yeah um, so it'd be difficult I mean what do you do if you've got all you've got all these attacking players that love to score tries love to make breaks but sometimes get caught out defensively it is a bit of a mindset it's a lot to do with concentration it's a lot to do with systems. But, you know, if they can shore up their defence, you know, they're up there with the best. They're up there with Saris if they can do that. But I, Well, they're ahead you know, of Saris at the moment. Yeah, but I, I still back Saris to win trophies ahead of Wasps. Yeah. yeah. Could be wrong. Hey, could be wrong, Tommy, couldn't we? Hey? Could be wrong. What else do you want to talk about? Champions Cup quarterfinals, boy. Yeah. Just before we go on to that, right, we got the Challenge Cup quarterfinals. Um... Ospreys are at Stad, right? I'm going to that. 
Okay. Ospreys aren't at Stad, it's Osprey Stad at Cardiff. That's what I meant. I'm coming to your place afterwards. Have a nice time. Did you know the Ospreys lost to Treviso at the weekend? It breaks me. Yeah. Absolutely breaks me. They lost 13-5. That's the worst Ospreys performance I've ever seen since Ospreys came into existence. It was absolutely appalling. Pathetic. They are such a... There was such a better team than that performance. Yeah. And it just gives these Italian teams a little bit more, uh, I don't know. It's almost like they can justify being there. Are you Michelle? Yeah. Are you all right? Michelle's standing up. You all yeah. right? <clears throat> My back aches, sorry. Preggers. You should sorry. wear one of those back, back supports that the IKEA delivery guys wear. Oh, it can fit around your big tummy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. you got a tennis Do you ball. Sorry, you want... um, you're... don't go off. Tangent. Do you I'm want Shax? To you, do you want Shax to crack your back for you? Because he can do that thing where you lock arms and he pulls you and you yeah, right, pulls you back. He's good at that. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got Gloucester the Blues as well. Big game for the Blues. Yeah. Lost uh, lost to Leinster the weekend. They played pretty well against Leinster at the weekend, but mm. Gloucester looked pretty good. Bath against Breathe. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the re. Is, I think that's the replay of the '97 '98. Final that Bath won. Andy Nichol holding up the trophy at the end, was Andy it? Andy Nick, yeah. John Mallet, yeah. Freddie Mendez from memory. Dave Hilton, the Bristol Butcher. Adadeo Adebayo. Adi Adebayo. Big Oge, maybe. Hawley. Anyway, I can't remember. All yeah. But um, those are the days. Yeah, so move on to the main competition, Champions Cup. So Leinster v Wasps. We're going with Leinster, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're, li- we're literally going with Leinster on that one. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't pretend for one second I wouldn't quite like... Um, was to win that but when it, come, when it comes to the big day we'll be neutral won't we yeah of course we will uh, Munster Toulouse Munster, Munster all day long Toulouse are down to 10th in the top 14 now they've got so many good players they're just not a very good team consistently no. so I'd, I'd be I'd be Mick Jagged if they went over there and did it and Saracens Glasgow Alliance Park yeah again I really want Glasgow to perform, but I think there's no better team at shutting down great teams. Than That's Saracens. the thing. You just, <coughs> you know, Saracens are a good attacking team as well. You know, they can attack with the mm. best of them. But what they do better than others is defend. You know, they've got better all-rounders than most teams. Yeah, Alex, good try yesterday that he started from a few yards out from his own line. I know. It was one of the best tries you're going to see this season in any competition. So there's no Saris haven't been boring for a couple of years now, but they're oh. now an exceptional attacking team. Who defend better than pretty much everyone else? Um, and then Claremont, Toulon. Yeah. I'm um, going Claremont. Claremont, uh, Toulon lost to Stad, who are all right, who are not a fantastic team. They lost, I think, 17-11 to Stad. Uh, 17-12. I think it was 17-11. I'm just making that up. All right. So I think, yeah, I'd be amazed if Claremont don't walk that. They could be done by half-time, to be honest. There you go. In concurrent form. You heard it. There from, we have the, from the horse's mouth, put a bet on, and if you, you know, you you don't, if you don't win, you give your money back. What'd you call me? Do you, that we would tell you, um, presuming you care, why we are at Robert Walters, the um, recruitment guru's offices this morning. Um, we we're at the offices recording our podcast in central London because we're after a job. Um, <laughs> we just yeah. I, I mean, mean I, if you do want a job, you know, there's no better place to find one. And I brought. I brought my CV in um, and I gave it to them. They don't seem to be taking it very seriously. But we, we needed a space to record our podcast and this is a space and we are filming here later on with Richard Hill, England team manager and former 
Saracen, England, British Lions, back row, Salisbury, uh, back row. Yeah, it's um, some secret filming, really, when we can't talk too much about it. Um, but all be dis- all be revealed. Oh yeah, all will be revealed. We'll tweet about it. But um, Robert Walters are sponsors of the Lions. I mean, hang on, is that on a contract to tweet about it? Because you seen Jonathan Joseph's tweet about um, the shoes he was wearing yesterday. Have you seen all that kicked off? No. Oh, Tommy, it's poor, poor bloke. I, you know what? I really understand what the supporters are saying, but I really feel sorry for Jonathan Joseph because Bath got absolutely spanked by Saris. Like they got wiped out. It's their worst performance in fifteen years yeah. in the league. Horrendous. And we've loads, just dissected. Yeah, it. I know. And loads of players are obviously sponsored by a certain brand. Oh, it's Nike. Who cares? I'm not sponsored by anyone. Um, it's Nike or Nike, whatever you're supposed to say. You're not it's sponsored like by anyone. Well, not you, sponsored you by trainers. I can't remember the last time you actually forked out for something. I, I don't have a sportswear sponsor. Anyway, I carry fork on. out regularly. I Do you have it. a boat sponsor? So anyway, he's it's Nike. It's like yes. people who say Porsche instead of Porsche. Anyway, Nike. He's obviously sponsored by Nike. So Danny Care and some other guys, they are they. It was Air Max Day yesterday. It's the Nike Air Max, whatever. It's one of these bloody marketing things, you know, PR things. Let's make it Air Max Day. So all these rock star players tweet Happy Air Max Day with a picture of their Air Maxes or whatever it is, and it's like you know maximize hashtag Maxi or something like that, whatever it is. Yeah. And Jonathan Joseph obviously comes off the field. He doesn't tweet a huge amount anyway, but they've been absolutely battered in a league game on telly. It's awful. And he comes off and he's obviously got an email from his agent saying, mate, you have to tweet about Nike. Now, I don't know Jonathan Joseph that well, but I know that he's bright and he went to a good school, so he, he's not he's not silly. He, he will know that the last thing you want to do after getting spanked in a league match on telly is tweet about your trainers. Yeah corporate tweet and he will have been contractually obliged to do it he will have had to do it yeah so he's obviously he should have done it before the game because then but forgot but obviously forgot or he's pumped for the game or whatever it is I don't know but he put a tweet out saying something like not the result we wanted but happy Nike Air Max day kind of thing it was just like ah and the fans the bar fans just went nuts you've lost the plot this is what rugby's all about these days it's all about the money for these guys like there are some, to be honest, I'll be completely frank, some knobhead fans out there is saying yeah. like Jonathan Joseph doesn't care. It's like you stick your head where he sticks it for a living. You've got no idea. If you're contracted you're to do it, you're contracted to do it. You've got to do it. And it's like when I had this big, not a Barney actually, but I had this big conversation on Twitter with this guy once who um, he did something like, I didn't, it wasn't something I'd done. So one of the lads, like George North, I think, got his new um, Range Rover, right? And he said, thanks for my new Range Rover, it's super cool. Yeah. And it is super cool. And loads of the other, a lot of people liked him, whatever. And this fan just writes this reply and copies me in, saying, is anyone sick of professional, overpaid professional rugby players showing off about their free cars? Because I am. Yeah. And I was like, hang on a minute, mate. Firstly, you don't know if it's free, because often us lot pay, we don't pay much, admittedly, but we pay, some of us pay, some don't. Some more than others. Yeah, but you, it, or what depends is you either pay nothing and do loads of work without charging for Land Rover, or you pay a bit and do less. That's kind of how these things work. So let's say it's free. So I said to this guy, I mean, I don't care what this guy thinks. It's Bob from Northampton. I don't know him. What does it matter what he thinks? But I said to him, hang on a minute, mate. I was like, you know, actually, have you got a family? He's like, yeah, what's that got to do with it? And he said, we've got a wife, we've got two kids. Okay, that's, that was nice, well played. 
said, what car have you got? And he's like, well, what business is it of yours? He goes, oh, I've got a VW Passat or something. I said, okay. Yeah. It's a 2007, it's fine. I was like, okay, what if someone said to you, hey, mate, if you come on four or five days a year, which are driving days, golf days, bit of fun, boozy, free food, really good laugh with loads of other people in your trade, loads of your mates, and if you do that and you do one tweet or three, it's like three tweets a year, yeah. to, we'll give you a brand new Range Rover as your family car. What would you say? And he went quiet. So I followed him up the next day twice and said, please, what would you say? He's like, well, I said, just think about your wife and kids driving around in a Range Rover that doesn't cost you much, doesn't cost you anything, and you've just got to do this for it. And you never have to worry about your car breaking down, all that sort of stuff. What would you do? And he's like, I'd take it. I said, well, respectfully, shut it then. People would take it. People would take it. So it's like, it's you know, it is not it is not Jonathan Joseph's fault. He would have pressed send on that and thought, ah, I hope no one Wor- sees yeah, this. Yeah, worst time to send it, but got to send it. It's his fault for not doing it before the match. Should have done it the morning at breakfast time, but he didn't. So it is a, that's a toughie that. I'd like a barbecue. That's what I'd like. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. I yeah. I'm a barbecue addict, so yeah. So would I. I've got a few barbecues already, but I could. And I need another one. You've got a smoker as well, haven't you? I've got I've got two smokers actually. Do you eat meat every day? Everyone eats meat every day. I don't. What why don't you? What meals do you have without meat in them? Tofu. Macaroni cheese. Macaroni cheese. That's no better for you than meat, a load of cheese, surely. Salad? I eat salad and veg. Just potato and with tuna and sweet corn. Tuna's meat. Is it not? Tuna's <laughs> fish. <laughs> Tuna's not a meat. It's a type of meat. All right, let's just move on. All right. I don't eat massive chunks of meat every day, but I do tend to have meat. I didn't have any meat for breakfast. I had a a plate of um, Scottish smoked salmon this morning. Yeah, okay. I had lamb for breakfast. Lamb? Yeah. Are you having a pop at meat? (laughs) Jeez. But you eat a lot of meat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm 21 stone. I can't afford to lose any weight because it costs so much to buy a new wardrobe. Should we get on some questions? Yeah. Um, right, we've got one from on Twitter from Jeremy uh, Paulizer. Pulitzer. Paulizer. Paulizer. Should a national coach also be a Lions coach? Of course. Yeah. So I think his point is is a, is a national coach biased? Yeah, a bit biased, but does it does the national team then suffer if he's a Lions coach? Yeah. So say you have. So you've got your, uh, what is it, the four national coaches of the four teams that make up the British and Irish Lions. So if you don't have one of those, then you're more likely to have someone who's not biased, but each, you know, there's also a good chance that one of those coaches will be from one of those nations anyway. And, what, what, and one of those coaches, more likely or so, possibly could be the better coach as well. Yeah, could be. So. But then what if, you say you're for, what you're foregoing is... What how Warren Gatland's went properly under the properly under pressure. Those coaches know their players better than anyone. They also know what international rugby's like as well. Yeah. Um, and the difference that is to playing club level and everything that comes with it as well. So, so our answer's just yes. Yeah. Um, got, here's one from on. Jamie Phillips on email. It's just for you actually. All Question right. for uh, Tomas. What are your thoughts on a potential WRU takeover of the Newport Brent Dragons? Is it the right thing to do? Or should the Newport RFC shareholders vote no? Mm. Go it's on. Diff- it's a difficult one, this, because Newport, Gwen Dragons, need some sort of money. They need someone to invest in them. 
and at the moment no one's willing to do that so they don't really have much funding um, so the only way they're going to get more funding is by a, a WIU takeover what they also need to do is they need to look at their pitch the pitch is pretty poor Kieran Dyer yeah uh, they can't change the pitch they can't make it this 4G pitch because they share it with Newport County football and you can't play football on a um, on a 4G surface Oh right, I didn't know that. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, so look, I, I think unless unless someone's going to come in and put a load of money into Newport, I think it's it's probably the best option. Um, they need they need something in there, otherwise the region's just going to go. Have you thought about go downhill? I mean, serious sort of a question. On I mean, they're, they're trying to look at the Irish model about what Have I. Have you thought do. about sort of taking it over yourself? Uh, <laughs> no, mate. No, maybe. Got a sponsor on the podcast now, mate. You're the king of card, if you told me. Who? It's Newport, there, mate. Oh uh, yeah, it's true, actually. Different country. Who's the king of Newport? Alex Popham. Pops. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. He's an entrepreneur. That he is. Um, we've got a question here from Just popping pills. If you can hear, if you can hear, crackling, anti-inflammatory, you know, old injuries. David Hodgson on Twitter wants to know who's the longest in the showers. Oh, um... Luke Charteris for me, just. Tallest and biggest, isn't he? I've never seen Luke Charters in the shower. Um, is this really inappropriate? Well, no. Um, longest in the shower. It's always a question you get at Q and A's, mate. Just think of a name. Yeah, it's um, Ollie Barkley. Um, was longest in the shower. Okay, JC on Twitter wants to know. It's just um, tweeted. Should I ever wash my hand again now? I managed to shake Flats's hand at Sari's today. Yeah, because I don't wash mine ever. It's, yeah, especially after number twos. Tommy! Um, Sari's players, this is Stu uh, Kilby. Sari's players are their music when they score tries. What would your tunes be? When they score tries? Um, we did this once at Sari's. Do you remember doing this? Yeah, I think mine was like Ghostbusters or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's also white. Uh, yeah, mine was, I've, I've actually forgotten what mine was. Anyway, no one ever heard it. But I remember... I get knocked down, <laughs> and I get up again. Blobby, Blobby. We had a... But there was... I remember Gerald Arasa. We've spoken about him before on this um, pod. Yeah. Gerald Arasa, middle name Sexual. And um, I remember Sexual Chocolate coming to us and saying, uh, is this rap tune called Anti Up? Anti Up, do, 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 whatever it was. He's like, I want that one. And we're like, all right, mate, all right, mate. And then he scored, he scored a try. And this is the sort of thing that would be frowned upon these days. And we would have to frown upon it in public because um, we want to be seen to be great guys. But he scored a try and someone had stitched it up and Black Beauty came in. <laughs> <laughs> and G absolutely loved it. And G absolutely loved it. So when I remember dropping him off once after training, he just, as he got out the window, and he started to gallop down the road. Like... Yeah. Um, just when you said that I thought to myself what's the tune to Black Beauty and you both started humming it yeah. we know it we know it it's because we played with because um, yeah. we played with G-String for so long with Sexual Arasa that we um, memorised it because you used to score a couple of tries didn't you um, Rich Harriman on Twitter wants to know which player from another country would you would make the biggest difference to the England and Wales starting lineups? so anyone else from another country who would make the biggest difference Bowden Barrett yeah, I mean, players. for me, right, Wales needs some sort of 
12 settled in to the team. At the moment, I think that's the key position for me in Wales. Well, the one. 12. Well, who's the best 12 in the, in the world at the moment? Who do you think? I'm busy at the moment. Um, right, well, I think Farrell is. I don't think anyone in Australia is really standing out. Yeah. Not too much in New Zealand 12s come through. I mean, Ma Nonu in his prime, but... Yeah, in his prime no more. Yeah. So I think Farrell. I think, I, I think Wesley Fofana. Different player, but I'd, I would rather have... I'd have Farrell at 10 and him at 12. Uh, I see, I'd have Farrell at 12. I think Farrell's a much better 12. Do you? Then Fofana? F- sorry, Fofana. Uh, yeah. Really? If you want to play a certain way. Yeah, all right, mate. Um, he's um, not selfish. He gets the ball out. He holds defenders. He's got a great hard. passing game. Hits hard. Mentally tough. What about Doesn't you? disappear in big games. Are you, or are you going with Barrett? I'd have Bowden Barrett at 10. Okay. Do you feel alright about that? Yeah, fine, mate. Rob Sherrington on Twitter wants to know. Or I'd have him at ten, or I'd have Ardy Surveyor at seven. Okay. Okay. Who was the biggest prankster you played with? Any good ones or new or ones that went badly wrong? Oh. See, I remember. I don't. I don't sure if I told this one before. When we were in World Cup in two thousand and seven, and we stayed in these self-contained apartments, right? And they were all there was all bananas and nuts and fruit and stuff like that in big boxes outside your doors and mm-hmm. um, Dwayne Peel always used to hide them in Mark Jones's room just chuck them all in there because all the doors were open it was only us staying there yeah. he used to put bananas everywhere bananas in his bed in his shoes just annoying <laughs> yeah just annoying even to the point where they'd undo a little, take a little banana off and put it right down the end of a shoe yeah. or a boot so yeah. you put your foot in it's mush Oh, perfect. Right, so, and he was doing that all the time. And then it comes to the point where Mark Jones, he's now head coach at RGC, which is North Wales. Yeah. Um, winger, Mark Jones. He used to be a farmer, so he's really comfortable, like, handling animals. A little bit too comfortable, for my liking. <laughs> you know, like, you know, when he, like, and they had all these sheep lying around the hotel, just on the, on the grass. You know, they were just yeah. welcome to it. Must have been some sort of... Crown land or something, yeah. and I would not have a clue how to pick up a sheep. You know, I wouldn't no. know where to start. I'd probably just bear hug it and lift it up. Yeah, but he like manipulated like a, some sort of judo instructor onto the floor, <laughs> picked it up by both its legs, put it into Dwayne Peel's room, and shut the door. <laughs> that is, I'm laughing, but I'm not. La- I'm not laughing. I'm I'm crying. Honestly, we were that sat that scary for the sheep though, uh, and. It was in there for probably about a half hour. And Dwayne Peel went back to his room and we're all outside waiting like this. What, did the room go quiet for like half an hour or something? Yeah, nothing. Went, yeah, we just, we just left it in there. Just shut it in there, left it in there for half hour. Dwayne Peel came back to his room. We're all following him, seeing what happened. And uh, the sheep had shat everywhere. Oh. All over the bed. He was nervous. He's eating all his kit, his clothes, she a lot. And then, uh, and then Mark picked That's it up. Cruelty, isn't it? Mark, yeah, I actually I laugh at it because, but I do. Mark picked overall. it up, gave it some food, took it outside, gave it a stroke, and it ran off, skipped off. My overall feeling is I feel sorry for the sheep, but that's good. Go- I tell you what, I heard um, Joe Simpson did this brilliant prank on Elliot Daly, and it's an ongoing thing, and it's just so simple. But he would call Domino's delivery, and he would order a pizza for Elliot Daly's house and cash on delivery and <laughs> so they would knock on the door Elliot Daly would answer and this happened repeatedly and they would, he, Elliot Daly would answer and they'd say 
Elliot, Mr. Daly, yeah, I've got you a pizza. Didn't order a pizza. But this is your name. Yeah, but I didn't order it. But it's your address. Yeah, but I didn't order it. It's not mine. And then, well, we've got it here. Um, it's been ordered for you. And it says cash on delivery. And he's like, in the end, he's like, I didn't order it. He goes, in the end, he's like, well, all right, what is it then? I'll give you 15, 10 or whatever, 10 quid, and I'll have the pizza because it's here now. Because the delivery guy's like, well, it's here now. And he goes, what is it? He said, it's a vegetarian pizza with no cheese. <laughs> I don't even want it. It's like, I don't even want it. So Simo, who I call Sheephead, Sheephead repeatedly ordered vegetarian pizzas with no cheese on to Elliot Daly's house until they blacklisted Elliot Daly's address. <laughs> so Elliot Daly now can't order pizzas to his flat from Domino's. They won't bring them. And it's all Simo's fault. So you know, uh, I just quickly, I thought of another funny one. We were pre-2003, right, the World Cup. Wales went out to Lanzarote as a training camp out there, Club La Santa. And one night you're allowed to go on the piss, aren't you? Yeah. And it was Alan Phillips, who's our team manager. He was an ex-British Lion, Cardiff. Thumper? Yeah, Thumper. And we're in, we're in the little nightclub in Club La Santa and he buys a big round for all the management. And he's got these khaki shorts on and a polo and boat shoes, you know, dressing like his age. And he gets all these... Um, I think like vodka, cranberry juice is on a big tray. He's walking over to the table to give them to the Welsh management. Alex Popham comes right up behind him, whips down the tra- whips down the shorts, whips down the pants, stands on them, <laughs> and Popham can't do anything because he's holding this tray of drinks. All, everyone's looking at it as well. Everyone, because. Uh, Kegging used to be a massive thing back then. Oh, yeah. It was a finable offence after that. So, was it? Yeah, if you keg someone, you had to pay a £50 fine, and sometimes it was worth it. It's worth it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he didn't know what to do. He was, like, trying to crouch down, and then, you know, everyone could see his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing. And it was a good, like, five seconds, and then Popham took his foot off, and he, he couldn't swing it or anything. He was on this tray. And he just went, Popham, because you'll never, ever play for Wales again. <laughs> and it, he did for, like, three years, and then... Yeah, Thumper was right. Ah, brilliant. I love that. Um, um, that's it, really. That's it, that's it. And Michelle, before we go, have you been impressed with our slickness, our professionalness? Yeah, yeah, very good. Happy? You've been making notes, been making notes about anything about our podcast or just... Language. Our sort of huge, big business Feedback. ideas. Big business ideas, actually. I'm actually writing notes for something we could do for next year for England-Wales. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Yeah, All right. that's exciting. We've, yeah. got, we've got some ideas, haven't we, Shanks? Yeah, we have. I just want to say quickly that we'll my, do what Michelle wants. my favourite rugby team in Dubai is the Dubai Hurricanes. Um, Canes effect. Is that a... <laughs> is that a um, Jonathan thought, Joseph moment? It's the boys out there. <laughs> yeah. the it's the boys party? out there. I know, I, know the, I know some of the Dubai um, rugby on, let's boys. Get, let's get to the bottom of this. Have, have, you, have you been... Uh, are you being paid to say you, that? You are going no? to do a dinner for them and you're getting paid for it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Tell, tell me now, look look into my eyes and tell me there is no money involved in what you just said. Absolutely no money. There's a question on Twitter. Who's your favourite team? It's the Dubai Hurricanes. I met, I met a couple of them, right, at um, the embassy in Dubai, right, and I was with my wife. and Your wife? And they were chatting to her. and I was, I was off chatting oh, to the ambassador. And they, I'm gonna chat with my wife. Ferrero Rocher. And I can see, I can see him at the corner of my eye, like a, three good-looking blokes, chatting her up. And I went back over there. They didn't know she was my wife. I went back over there and said, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, just left you there for an hour with them. Everything okay?" She said, "Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. You know, one of them's a teacher. You know, one of them's uh, one of them works 
in IT and the other's a dolphin trainer. <laughs> I was like, which one is a dolphin trainer? Oh, just And she went, that, that one over there. What, the real good looking one? Yeah, he's a dolphin trainer. He trains, uh, he trains dolphins out here. I was oh, like, no. that's a lie. She said, no, no, it's not, it's not. So I went over to him, his name's Daryl. <laughs> I said, you've got to go tell her you're not a dolphin trainer. And he went over and told he's not a dolphin trainer. She couldn't believe it. No. We, used to, we used to come up with all sorts of stuff on nights out. I was, I was regularly just back from a six month stint at the EPO in Tokyo. <laughs> you know, what's the EPO? Uh, earthquake Prevention Office. Or it'd be like, Earth, Earthquake, but I'd be like the EPO in Northampton. What's that? An Earthquake Prevention Office. We don't have earthquakes here, do we? But exactly. That's, <laughs> that's me doing my job. <laughs> you take two bottles in a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, last, last question. This is a real good one. Aaron Joseph Davis wants to know, hypothetical now, if you're given $5 million, don't know why you didn't dollars, uh, if you're given $5 million to walk backwards for the rest of your life, would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Good question, though. Very good question, though. Yeah. Um, make sure you keep tweeting in. Um, tweet us at Flats and Shanks on Twitter. Yeah, so what we're going to try and do, we're going to try and have a bit of a... Uh... Hold on, that's actually $5 million... Five million dollars. It's not even sterling. No, no. I know. I know. It's, it's a no-brainer. Maybe get... if you said fifty million Shep, sterling, I went to barely walk forwards for five minutes. <laughs> Flats will not get out of bed. Yeah. For that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Bloody hell! You're kidding me, aren't you? Um, but yeah, how do they email us, mate? Uh, contact at Flats and Shank. Flat. Right. Okay. Here we go. Contact at Flats and Shanks Twitter at Flats and Shanks. Facebook Flats and Shanks. Um, or just call Shanks on his mobile, which is 07881. 555. Website? Website is flatsandshanks.com. You got it. You got it. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Have a good week. Yeah. Say bye, Michelle. Bye, Michelle. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.